Welcome to the More For Me podcast by Kat Nicole, yours truly. If you only knew the, uh, I have a great uh, team behind the scenes. It's an army of one, uh, French Thompson. That guy, sometimes he knows how to get a chuckle out of you. But thank you for tuning in today. I'm glad that you joined, whether on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. It's always a privilege for you to join me here. As you can see, if you are watching on YouTube, I am not here alone. I am joined by one of my favorite people in the world, the whole world, Craig. Robert D. White is hanging out in the studio today on the More For Me podcast, and we're going to get to introductions in just one hot second. Man, I just want to go ahead and start off the topic for today. You ever, uh, you ever heard like, hmm... What are you going to do with your life, son? That's probably like from some movie. Nobody ever said that to me because I'm not a boy. But like, what's your vision? What's this idea? Vision is a lofty word. Like it's something that when I was younger, it was more for companies and the church or organizations to have a vision. And um, Robert here preached uh, hindsight is 2020, January 5th of 2020. Get it? Um but it was a powerful message and it was talking about how great the year was going to be all year long. If you go back and listen to that message, Freedom Church, hindsight is twenty twenty. It's still amazing, even though there have been some curves. However, I want to dig further into vision and what really does vision mean? Because at the end of it all, it sounds like a lot, but is it really as big or intimidating as it can seem, depending upon who you're listening to talk about it and how grandiose it is with, you know, make a board, vision for your family, vision for your marriage, vision for your children, vision for your business you don't have, vision for your dog. Like, it can be pretty overwhelming when people start talking about vision. So who better than my friend Roberto here to sit and talk with me about vision? So... I've kicked out some of what I'm going to be uh, talking about and what I'm looking to him for and why I think he's here, but I'm going to let him introduce himself to you guys so you can uh, know and love him as much as I do. All right. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm excited about this. This is uh, something that I have known that you uh, were going to be able to do for a long time, and I've been uh, a faithful subscriber and listener since the beginning of the podcast, and I'm, exa- I'm excited to be a guest. Let me clarify that I am not a false prophet. <laughs> because the way she framed the message that I preached, hindsight is 2020. 2020 is going to be a great year. I still do believe 2020 is a great year. I still do believe that all of the things that have gone on in 2020 do not negate the fact that God has something amazing yeah, for 2020 yeah. and for you in 2020. But I said in that message, I believe, and one several months before, that I believe that there were at least two major storms that were coming in 2020. So just so your listeners don't think, <laughs> I don't want to listen to this dude. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Hindsight is 2020 started off with, this is going to be an amazing year. I still believe that, but I also prefaced it with, I really felt like this is going to be a year of storms. And one of the things that I talked about was storms are different for people who have seed in the ground. Now, now we're going to interrupt right. my we, I mean me. Okay. I'm going to interrupt your introduction to say, Hey, go back and listen to that message. I literally was listening to that message the other day. And I was like, yo, even though when people hear great, it's kind of like, you know, lollipops, rainbows and roses. Like, ooh, everything fluffy and pretty. Like the perspective that you have to have in order to see the greatness, even in what we've experienced today, like God is still moving. I mean, you talked about like being still and like resetting, refreshing, like 
All these things are still happening. It doesn't look like rainbows, lollipops, and winning the lottery, but it's still happening. Right, so I still right. think it's an amazing message right. to go back and get them nuggets out of. All right, so, so now we got yeah, the yeah, false yeah, profit yeah. parts out. False Let me say this. Out of the way. So go I'm ahead. Robert White. I am the lead pastor of Freedom Church in Bedford, Texas. But more importantly than that, I'm a son and a child of God. I am the husband to Marisha White. I am the father to two beautiful daughters. Uh, and I am a friend to Kat Nicole. And so uh, all that to say, I don't know how qualified I am to talk to anybody here today, but uh, I do really have a passion uh, for a couple of things, for Christ and uh, his church, for the kingdom being advanced, to, for leadership uh, development, and then also for vision. And so uh, as we talk about vision, I pray that my passion and the things that I've learned and am learning, because um, we were talking just even previous to, to this, just kind of like some things that I've learned about vision this year have actually shaped kind of even what we're talking about today. So that's yeah. awesome. That's awesome. And so we're talking about 2020, right? And it's like, OK, the message and the idea and yes. 2020, a, a lot of people were amped up at the beginning of the year like this, like literally not just at our church, but like this is going to be like a great year. My best year yet. A lot of people were saying it, but now the tables have turned. And so I've been hearing way more, throw it away. Like it's over, like bring in 2021. It better not be this bad. And you just have all sorts of stuff that's right. not as positive and optimistic as it was at the beginning of the year, the end of 2019. And so I really wanted to talk because I'm like, we're not, it's not done yet. Right. And there's time to redeem this year. Even if you haven't had the right perspective to see all the greatness that's still taking place and how God is moving, that there's still a chance to to shift your perspective and to turn things around. So let's talk about vision, because with the remaining time we have in 2020, what will we do with that? Let's make the most of what we have left. And so let's make sure we have a, a solid foundation of understanding what vision is so that we can have some and, and try to see it come to pass in the time that we have ahead of us. So. Yeah. So you want me to answer the question of what vision is? Yeah, so let's go basic. I'll go, I'll go with the definition that my dad gave me, but I'll have to give you a quote that my dad gave me before so you understand what I'm going to say after that. My dad said that it is a brainless man who refuses to use the brain and the resources of another man. Mm. And so my dad's definition of vision was a picture of a preferred future. Now, I'll give you the first disclaimer because that probably is not his definition. He probably borrowed it from somebody else because he said it's a brainless man who doesn't borrow the brain and the resources of another man. But to give my father credit, he said that a vision is a picture of a preferred future. And I say that often. A vision is a picture of a preferred future. What do you see down the road? And so vision is seeing ahead. Vision is, I mean, when we look at vision from our our brains or our physiological perspective. It is not seeing behind us, right? Vision is seeing ahead of us. And so when we remember, we see behind us, but when we have vision, we see ahead of us. And so with vision is something that we're looking ahead toward. And so with vision in our lives, we oftentimes look toward a preferred future. If you didn't, it would be terror, right? Which I could talk about that in a whole nother uh, lineup, but I hope that gives us some framework of what vision actually is. Now, if I were to say from my context, I do believe that vision needs to come from, uh, I believe it comes from God, number one, but I think it needs to come from a place of planning and goal setting. So I don't think that it needs to just come arbitrarily. This is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. I think a lot of people pull something out of the air and say, this is my vision. Well, what is that based on? Where's well, the foundation? Let's, let's, uh, I want to take a step back and um, really drive it home for, uh, for the listeners and the viewers. But uh, that vision, one of the things we say a lot here and more for me is that 
The answer is simple, but it's not easy. That's right. And this is in that same vein. So if we accept the definition that vision is a picture of a preferred future, receive the simplicity of that idea. Now there's work, which is why it's not easy, but the idea that literally, what do you see in your future? And so vision isn't necessarily, um, vision is for everybody. Right. So before I discount people, vision is for everybody, right? right? It doesn't matter how much money, time, education, uh, any other resources, what you look like, what what you smell like. (laughs) Vision (laughs) is literally for everybody. So I really wanted to make sure we got that party in like absolutely simplicity at its finest. It's simple, but it's not easy. So now we'll dig into the what's the work that it takes to get vision. Where does it come from? Well, and and I think when you say that, like when you said it's simple, but there's work attached to it and it sometimes isn't easy. I think about like I'm sitting here now, you know, me. your listeners don't know me. So, you know, I'm about 48 pounds down right now from where I was six weeks ago. And that that came from a vision of health for my life. Right. And so I say I've come up with these three things that have like shifted my momentum uh, for my health and their movement, motivation. Uh, what's my third? Oh my God. We know it's it's movement, we know motivation. It's it is another M. I can't think of it right now. Uh, oh, and, and moderation. Yeah. Movement, yeah, yeah. motivation, and moderation. And so when I thought about what makes those things, what makes me, what, what created my vision, what gave me the, uh, the, the foundation for the vision, it was the motivation to be healthy, to live, to do this. And so I had this preferred future. It wasn't necessarily to be thinner. It was to live longer. It wasn't necessarily to fit into a certain outfit. It was to to be healthy enough to see my daughters walk down the aisle one day. It wasn't necessarily to be accepted by societal norms. It was that there was a preferred future that I had. Now, there's some work associated with that, right? I started walking six or seven miles a day. I started eating differently. I started doing all of these things. And so from the motivation, from my why, from my source, I began to do the things necessary to get what I saw. And I think there are so many people who create something in their minds based on what they saw in someone else's life, but they don't have the right motivation. And so without the right motivation, what happens is I'm just envying you. I don't necessarily have a vision. And so the envy in me says, wow, I really want what she has. I really want the life that she has, or I really want the life that he has. And so it doesn't last. And so this is why they say most people who have goals for a new year are done by Valentine's Day the right motivation that that internal motivation is gone and so for us to look at 2020 and throw it away we've got to ask ourselves if 2020 is such a throwaway year what was your motivation for 2020 in the first place and i think most vision that is selfish and i'm calling it vision being nice dies on the altar of that same selfishness because here's the thing I might like one thing today and another thing tomorrow. If I want one thing today, I might want another thing tomorrow if it's selfish. But if it's based on something bigger than myself, it outlasts me and it outlasts my feelings. 2020 is, listen, if you're in your feelings in 2020, you're in your feelings about, you know, some things that, that you, you didn't think were, this was, this was going to be it. And so when you go back and you think about your feelings, you got to say to yourself, you know what, this is different. And so I can't base my vision on my feelings. I got to base it on something more substantial than that. So do you, do you, would you say that there's a limitation to what you can have vision about, right? So we know what it is. We're getting closer to, uh, 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 receiving where it comes from, but can I have vision about anything? Is it too big? Is it too small? Is there only a subset? You know, is, is vision just for business, which we kind of, kind of address that, but like, what can you have vision about? I think vision is for everything in your life. I think, I think if I don't have a vision for my marriage, then my marriage will fall apart. And I'm saying that just in a sense that 2020 
has reshaped my thought about marriage and family and all of these things, right? A lot of you right now, you had to rethink family and, and marriage and all that, right? When you're in quarantine and sheltering in place, right, with your kids who you outsourced <laughs> eight hours a day for, for, for several years, and then all of a sudden they are yours, like you have to have a different picture. And so I think you have to have a vision for how you're going to raise your kids. I think we've learned that you have to have a vision, not just for how you raise your kids. A lot of people said, I want to raise my kids, help them get a good education and, and help them become productive citizens. Right. That might be a general definition of how most people say they want to raise their, raise their kids. Right. Here's the problem with that. When you don't have a vision for how that happens. So you got a general vision, but sometimes there's vision within the vision. As a leader, what I've learned is that I employ and lead people who have vision. Their visions that fall under the big umbrella of my vision is still important because there needs to be vision within the vision. So in raising your children, you have a vision to make them productive citizens in the earth. You also have to have a vision for their education. You have to have a vision for their health. You also have to have a vision for, you know, their, their spirituality. There needs to be a vision within the vision. So I don't think there's anything too small to have vision on. And I don't think, I definitely don't think there's something, I think most of us suffer from not having big enough vision, not too small vision. Hmm. So people suffer from having too small a vision yes. versus not having enough vision. I want to go back before we kind of hit that and say, well, well, how do you, how do you get more? Right. How do you more. get more vision, right. more vision? Yes. But um, let's go back to the, the, the source and like your motivation uh, for the vision. How do you know when you have, we'll call it the right air quotes on what is right, but you know, um, the right or an appropriate motivation, knowing that your vision is a healthy one. So we won't necessarily, let's not do right or wrong. And let's talk about health. So we want to say that it's a healthy vision, right? Yeah. So how do you, how do you, how do you know when you get to that point? Right. I see this picture and I'm like, man, that look good. Ooh, I, yeah. I want that yeah. three weeks later. I still want that. I think it's a good vision. Right. Well, now how do I know what's my, my heart check, if you will, that, that this vision is healthy. And I don't want to, I don't want to discount us having a, um, a healthy sense of, of, of self-care. Uh, Cause that's a really, you know, you can, it's a good buzzword right now. And it's true. We do need to take care of ourselves. I don't want to discount us having a healthy view of self-care or even taking care of ourselves, loving ourselves and rewarding ourselves. However, when it's just about me, it becomes a problem. So I, I definitely have vision of, so I'll go back to my health, right? I have vision of walking into certain places and buying clothes because I've been in a big and tall store for a long time. Right? <laughs> so I have vision of going into certain places and doing that, but that is a byproduct of what I really want. And what I really want is to be healthy for my family. That health is mine. I'm going to be rewarded with that health. I, I'm going to be the recipient of that health. No one else will benefit from that health more than me. But I want to be healthy for my family. I want to be healthy to be around so that there are certain things that I want to see, that preferred future. It involves my health. Again, my health is a vision within a vision. If you think about it, I have two daughters and I hope to one day raise them to be productive citizens <laughs> that also meet another productive citizen. And then when he proposes and says, hey, man, I, hopefully he's a good guy. He says, can I have your daughter's hand in marriage? And we we say, you know, I know some of y'all is probably too traditional. But when we do that, right, and then I uh, walk her down the aisle, I want to be healthy for that. There's a vision. And then the health is the vision within the vision. And I think that when you have the right vision, it begins to line up 
with everything that, and I'm going to say this, everything that God has placed you on the earth for, it begins to line up with your purpose. And I think this goes to, I may be jumping ahead, but when we talk about having a big enough vision, the reason why people's vision is too small is they don't know who they are. And so now when I don't know who I am, I begin to limit myself to what it is that I've been exposed to, right? And I know that's one of the things that you talk about on the podcast. I limit myself to what I've been exposed to or I limit myself to someone else's vision because they seem happy with it. And when I know who I am and I know what I'm called to, even if it looks like it's going to be a little more uncomfortable than what you have, that's me though. And I'll go and pursue what I, what God has for me over what he has for you because I know what he has for me. And oftentimes that expands a person's viewpoint. It expands a person's sight line. It expands a person. You know, I heard, uh, I'm going to give her credit, Tabitha Brown say, you can't wear somebody else's prescription. Right. And, and, and so when you look at it, vision, what we're seeing, if we're putting on the lens of somebody else's prescription literally is distorted. My daughter's is a great story. Mackenzie and Michaela both wear glasses. Me, Mackenzie, Michaela wear glasses. Marisha doesn't wear glasses. Mackenzie uh, had an extra pair of glasses. Michaela started school this year because she lost her glasses and we hadn't had an eye doctor appointment because of COVID and all these things. She didn't have her glasses, so she was struggling. Mackenzie says, here, you can try mine. Michaela puts on Mackenzie's glasses. And here's what she says. I can see, but there's just two of everything. Here's the problem. If there's two of everything, how do you know what's real? Mm, And so when she puts on the double vision, now there is a real thing sitting in front of her and there is a mirage in front of her. And most people are chasing a mirage because they have someone else's glasses on. Mm, And so what happens now is we're chasing after someone else's vision. You have to know who you are in order to see what you're going to get. That's good. I'm over here like, where's my where's my notebook? <laughs> yes, this guy's going in talking about something I don't know if I uh, well. qualify to sit before you. <laughs> come on, come on. Nothing but goodness and greatness over here on uh, more for me. That's so good. Yeah. That's so good. So let's come, let's come uh to some practical things that people can apply. So if I'm a, a vision virgin, virgin mm. visioner, yeah, I'm gonna go with the uh first yeah, one. yeah, first one, first yeah. one. If I'm a vision virgin, what what's my first step? I've heard about uh, vision boards. Um, I've never done a vision board, guys. I've seen people cutting a lot out of magazines, but I've never done one myself. So what what do I do when I am seeking vision? Whether it's like, hey, my whole life, or I have something real specific, like my career, or somebody, um, a relationship I'm in. How do how do I begin that process? What would you recommend as some initial steps if somebody has not gone down this uh, path before or they feel like any uh, vision casting that they've done in their life before they're realizing now it was unhelpful? Hmm. So so I'm, I'm careful not to give everybody a one size fits all. Oh, solution yeah, oh, yeah. Because I know and I know that's, that's something that you're passionate about as well, because I think there are people who and I'm not a vision boarder either. Right. Um. I'm not even a really good planner. As a matter of fact, I'm a, I'm a vision person. I can see at what it is that I, I, I sense God wanted to do. And so for me, I'll start with prayer. Right? I'll start with prayer. I'll start with the, the fundamental aspect of I don't know the future, but God does. And so for me, and I know like this podcast is no uh, stranger to, to the nature of the fact that God is the first thing that we, God is the first person rather that we must consult. 
when we're looking at our lives. And so for me, I start with prayer because if I don't know the future, I know someone who does. And if I can go to him and say, hey, listen, I don't know. I need you to open up my eyes. See, because sometimes when we say we're going to pray about it, what we really want God to do is just write it, right? And if you go to Habakkuk chapter 2, there's a famous scripture on vision. He tells us to write it down, <laughs> right. right? He says, write the vision down. He says, I'll, I'll reveal it. God is a revealer of vision, but we have to be the ones to write it down. And so that would be my second thing. But, I, but the first thing is I got to pray. I got to seek God. I got to ask, I got to ask God for vision because he's the one who knows the future. And so if vision is a picture of a preferred future, then I have to ask him, what does that look like? I have to ask him, what does that look like? Not, not just for everybody, because I could ask God for vision. Now, if I'm a prophet, I may know who's going to win the election, right? If I'm a prophet, I may know who wins it, but, but that's not vision for my life. It affects my vision, but my vision is going to be a little more toned down and specific. So when we say, God, show me the future. Okay. Now we got to reel it in. Show me my future. Show me the preferred future for me. So then when I go from prayer, I then go to knowing me. I go to understanding my call, my purpose. And I think so many people want to have vision. Again, I'll say this. I think it just goes back to knowing you. And I would go even more practical and say, what's your personality type? Like, what, what, what is your passion? What are you good at? Like, what are the things that, that, that people have affirmed in you that, that are saying like, hey, this blesses me? Because, again, I said vision has to be bigger than you. So when you know you, you know where you're called to affect the world. And so your vision, whether it's making more money this year or, you know, uh, getting healthier this year, what then is that going to affect? What, what person, my health vision and my health journey, I'm an obsessive personality. So like, you know, I'm walking, I'm not going to just walk a mile. I'm going to walk three miles twice a day. Then I'm going to up that to five miles twice a day. And then it comes up to one day where I walked 14 miles and I was like, yo, I got to stop because I'm getting obsessive with this. Is that so the day you completed your 50 miles? It is the day okay. we're in a little challenge. <laughs> but but it, 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 I know my obsessive personality, so I know how to use it to my advantage for the vision. But then I also know when it's becoming a detriment to the vision because I can become injured or something could happen to me. So pray, know yourself. And then I think after that, knowing yourself, the Bible tells us, write it down. And it may not be a vision board. It may not be something, but there needs to be some place where you can refer back to what it is. Now, this is where I fall short. I'm just being honest. I'm not a practitioner of this principle. Uh, this is where I fall short. But it's something that I feel is necessary because vision can easily become your anxiety. And here's what I mean by that. There are so many people who are plagued by a vision that never came to pass. And so they're anxious because they feel like failures. And, and I'm speaking this from my own experience. Having not written certain things down, I've accomplished accountability partner and best friend of mine, Robert Emerson, told me, Robert, you're anxious about what you haven't done and you're calling yourself a fraud and a failure. Go write down all that you have done. And because I'm accomplishing because I'm a doer. I'm accomplishing along the way, but because it was never written down, I can't check it off and say I actually did this. And the things that I did not do or fail at doing, I guess, I don't know if I said that right. The things that I might have failed at, I realized there was a different direction that God was taking me. And so it really wasn't a failure. It was a birthing. That failure sometimes births what the vision is actually supposed to be. But because I didn't have it written down, I just got a failure on my record in my mind. And that failed vision becomes my anxiety. So I think writing it down then becomes a good barometer for what it is that's happening. And so now I can gauge the things that are necessary to go. 
Now, from there, I need to set smaller visions within the vision. We talked about that. Tasks, goals, plans, all of those things, strategies, so that when it comes down to it, I have a vision that is attainable. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to stop it there because yeah. we want to we wanna make sure that you guys really, really get this in and can internalize and kind of chew on these uh these details but first you're gonna you're gonna pray about it you ask god and so i say ask god because sometimes people take prayer and they kind of like oh that seems intimidating like no literally you want to consult god what exactly is my vision so you're gonna consult god but knowing yourself and then writing it down it is imperative to understand that you have no plan no planning is possible if you're not documenting. Right. We talk about it financially. You have budgets are written down. It's not in your head. A vision, you need to write it down. It's not in your head. That's going to help you do things like we've talked about uh, writing down the things that you've accomplished at the end of the day. Not what you didn't do and whining over your to-do list that isn't done. Right. But no, write down fresh, what did I accomplish today? And focus on that positive. Give yourself that perspective and encourage yourself, motivate yourself, and also acknowledge and celebrate what God did accomplish through you because all good things come from God. But another thing I want to make sure that uh, we don't take lightly, vision changes, right? Yes. So if step two Step one, you're asking God, right? God is a revealer, but he reveals in parts. He's not going to tell you, hey, here is the entire blueprint. Go build a building, right? He's revealing in parts. But the second part is to know yourself. And that's a, a process of getting to know yourself, of you discovering. But also, we are constantly changing. So you have these pieces that are moving. And so it's okay to accept that your vision shifts. Now, if it changes completely, Maybe you were off base a little bit, but there is going to be some refining, some redirecting, and it's okay that that is happening because you're changing. You are getting closer to God. You're able to hear him better. And maybe sometimes you're actually stopping to listen right, to his right, response, right, right, right? right? Sometimes we ask questions, how you doing? And we just keep on walking. You don't listen to the answer, but to stop and hear what he's saying so that you can couple that with knowing yourself. And then continue on to write that down and then those next steps. So I definitely think that's a really good starting point. Taking the time to seriously ask God and be concerned with what he's saying in response to your question. Take time to listen and receive it. And not just to listen and respond and say, no, God, but I meant millionaire next year. No, 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 no. Don't force yourself upon him, but to listen to exactly what, he, what it is he's saying as you get to know yourself better, self-discovery, and you improve. So hopefully we're all getting better. Right. <laughs> so right. there is more to know about ourselves and so on. But that's 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 really that's good. good. Some good practical nuggets. I hope that helps somebody. Hey. It actually helped me. I was going to say, it yeah, that's, that, that's helping me. Um, because it can be so intimidating, even knowing that vision is a good thing for you. But sometimes if you hear the vision of somebody else, their vision could be so big or just so detailed. Right. Maybe it's not that they have a lot of vision or really big vision, but they're the steps in planning with the vision that they have. It's like, I got a little bit of vision, right. but I have a whole lot of plans, right. goals, strategy and all that stuff. It can be intimidating. And again, we're not up for comparison. Right. Each of us are walking our own journey. We can accompany each other on, on our journeys, but it is our own journey. And to be able to take that journey that belongs to you and, and head in that direction. But oh, that's good stuff. Absolutely. Well, guys, that is all for this week. Let us review vision. Don't throw away the year. There, there's more for me. There's more for you. And there's more year left. So we want to make the best of it. So let's do a couple things as we begin to, uh, 
prepare a vision for the rest of 2020 and even those days ahead. A vision is simply just a picture of a preferred future. And so we're going to ask God what his vision is for our lives. We want to make sure that we are going through the process of getting to know ourselves. And then three, we want to make sure we write it down so that other things can happen. We can take additional steps. But that's what we're going to start for now because I want it to be really practical and that we have a solid foundation so that we can do more, be more, and arrive to the destination of more that God surely has for us. Now, make sure you subscribe. If you're on YouTube, there's a little bell after you press the subscribe button. You want to click that and turn on your notifications. Every Tuesday, new content, is, new content is coming. But if you turn on that notification, you'll be alerted that it's coming your way. And podcasts, they'll drop right in there to you. So thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. And we'll check you out next time. God has more for me. God has more for you. So let's get it. Take care. <laughs>